Oh, hey there. Can we please talk about UFC 269? Wow, I mean, a lot happened, didn't it? Lots of events. Well, just one event, lots of events within that event. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. It was, a, it was an eventful evening of fights. Uh, I obviously put down some terrible bets, and man, they were really terrible, except obviously um, for the main event. Did, did pretty well on the main event, so... I'm going to be taking a look at uh, UFC 269, recapping my bets, uh, see who, who the winners and losers were in terms of you know where they're going in their careers. Uh, I'm going to take a quick look at the MMA news from around you know, the world of MMA, have a little bit of a laugh along the way, see what funny memes have been out there. If all that sounds good, then uh, stay with me for The Burt Locker. <laughs> So, uh, Miranda Maverick taking on Aaron Blanchfield. Now, this one, honestly, I'm, you know, apologies to Aaron Blanchfield. She looked, I mean, I, I didn't see the fight, honestly, because this one was missed off my recording for some reason. I Literally, uh, my recording started and it was like Blanchfield getting her hand raised. But I did have a look at the uh, scorecards and just had a quick uh, had a quick look at the summary of the fight. It looked like she was pretty dominant in every round. So, fair play to her. Because I, I, I do rate Miranda Maverick, obviously. I mean, she's still young. She's going back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not a huge loss. But, yeah, no, I was I was quite surprised by that one, honestly. I, I thought that I'd made, made a... I mean, I... I I rarely pick favourites, like you know me. Yeah, I, I love, I love an underdog. I picked Miranda Maverick was the favourite, and I picked her anyway. And I was, um, I was perplexed by that. Anyway, uh, Andre Muniz versus Eric Anders. I did say that Anders needed to keep this standard, and I, I thought that he could, to be fair. But man, fucking uh, Andre Muniz, he's just re he's very good, isn't he? He is very, very good. Uh, another submission as well. It's kind of like whoa. How do you stop that guy from submitting you at this point? No, he's starting, he's starting to look like a real threat in the middleweight division. Uh, he's called out Darren Till now as well. I, I would watch that. I'd watch that. I mean, again, it would just it would be another fight where Darren Till would have to keep it standing at all costs because if Andre Muniz gets... It, if, if, wherever he is on the ground, he's just a danger, isn't he? He's just a very dangerous guy. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see who he ends up against next. Taiti Avassa against Augusto Sakai. I, I wasn't really picking Augusto Sakai to win this. So I was merely taking the odds on this one, really, because I just thought, well, you know what? It's going to be a firefight with two heavyweights. I'm going to take the knockout on the one with the better odds, which was Augusto Sakai. Now, there was a reason for that. It's because, obviously, Taiti Avassa... I mean, Taiti Avassa, he looks way better now than he than he has done in quite a while. I mean, to be fair, he just looked fast. He looked slick. Uh, that combination, he finished him with... It, it was just, it was nasty. It was brilliant. I'm very interested to see who he ends up fighting next because obviously he will take the number 11 rank off of Sakai, I would imagine. That's the fairest thing to do, isn't it? Augusto Sakai was rank 11. He is soon to be ranked um, nothing, I guess. He must be on the way out now, surely. That's three knockouts in a row. That's not, it's less than ideal, Augusto. It's less than ideal, my friend. But uh, yeah, it's a shank. I actually really like Augusto Sakai. He just seems to have been into the, been in these matchups lately where he's just against the slightly better striker. But when you put him against somebody who he can handle, he just demolishes them. So maybe the UFC give him one more uh, fight. It's not like the heavyweight division is the deepest, deepest division. So yeah, it might behoove the, the UFC just to give him one more shot against somebody maybe he can really get his teeth into. Diego Sanchez, perhaps. I don't know. But uh, anyway... 
Jeff Neal versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, this one, obviously, I, I was thinking, look, at the end of the day, it's two heavy-handed guys who are very good strikers, and uh, and Jeff Neal, I thought, would possibly get the knockout. Of course it went to a decision. Obviously. Obviously it's going to go to a decision when I call for the knockout. When I call for the knockout, it will always go to a decision. So Jeff Neal, uh, obviously he got the job done. He looked pretty good, you know, and it's going to be on to the next one. Then we had the main event, Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. Now this one, uh, I, I was pretty confident with. Uh, Oliveira was coming in as an underdog as well, which I uh, obviously, as you know, I like betting on underdogs. But this one, I just... Uh, it was, as I said in my video, look, at the end of the day, Oliveira just had more ways to win that fight. You know, it, the, the striking was back and forth, but I feel like Dustin was probably getting a slight edge in the striking just because he was hitting with much more power than Oliveira. But Oliveira has that option. He has, like, he's good everywhere. He's a real mixed martial artist. He doesn't really have any glaring weaknesses. And as soon as he managed to get onto, onto his back, that was it. It was game over. And yeah, another submission win. To, and to beat Dustin Poirier like that, that's really, really impressive. And yeah, you know, great, great stuff from Charles Oliveira. Really thoroughly deserved. I'm very happy for him because he's just, he's been in there for fucking ages. And now he's the champion. And you know what? He's scary at that weight class because he, because he's so good in every single area. You know what I mean? It's like people, people still saying, oh, well, but he would never beat Khabib. It's like, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? I mean, I don't know. I think we were looking for somebody that could hang with Khabib and people thought that that person was Tony Ferguson. Is Charles Oliveira not just a kind of, you know, a better version of Tony Ferguson at this point in, in terms of he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu absolute wizard. So it, it's like if Khabib takes him down, it's like, hmm, no, I'm, I quite like this. I, I, don't, I don't mind being here. And on the feet, I think he's probably a lot sharper than Khabib. His, his Muay Thai has really come quite a long way and he looks really good. So look, we're not going to see it, but I think that if Khabib was going to come out of retirement, I think they're starting to make a good case for Charles Oliveira, at the very least. Anyway, so that was all those fights. Uh, before I get into the news, I just want to say a quick thank you to uh, to all of you to, who watch this to, to show your support. It really means the world to me. If I could ask a favour, if where you can, if you could like and share and uh, and comment just leave me a comment like if you want you know if you think i'm mental because like i believe that charles Oliveira would be a good matchup for khabib tell me tell me in the comments tell me i'm a knobhead and that i'm out of my mind tell me that i'm off my meds you know what i mean it's like it just if you could like subscribe share that'd be great and as i said i'm doing really well at calling the main events lately i, I should i should add that and the main events only go on to my Patreon. Like, Patreon is just up here. So, just to let you know that, obviously, like, you get still get a load of fights on, on YouTube. That's all good. But on the Patreon, you get loads of extra content. You get, like, the fight. The main event picks uh, pick video is exclusive to the Patreon. So, get on over there. It's literally £1 a month. And it's just to try and help me to kind of do more things with the podcast. Try and make it better. I'm working on getting some guests, doing some interviews with some, some fighters that I know. So, watch this space. And, like, they'll be going on to the Patreon obviously is um there's timed exclusives probably on there just just for the time being until i get some more subscribers but yeah anyway it all helps and like i said thank you for uh, all your support and it actually it really does mean a lot so uh, the main thing in the story obviously it relates to the main event ufc 269 one man who is always very good at keeping himself in the news cycle, even if he hasn't been fighting, is one Mr. Conor McGregor. I do give him that credit. He's very good at keeping himself relevant by just tweeting. He sits there on his phone and he's still relevant because people are talking about him, you know? And uh, basically, 
He's cha- he he said, you know, Charles Oliveira, when are we fighting then? And um, Charles Oliveira said, yeah, we could do it this weekend if you wanted. And Charles Oliveira has made no bones about it. I don't, but some people have been criticising Oliveira for wanting to for, for wanting to accept the Conor McGregor fight. Well, why? Look, he's already got the belt. He wants to make the money. Do you know what I mean? He's, he wants to, he wants that big money fight. And there is still no bigger money fight than Conor McGregor, unfortunately. Do you know what I mean? That still remains to be true. So when when you know Charles Oliveira was right when he said, "Look, I'd be a fool to not rise to this," like because it's a good matchup for Charles Oliveira as well. Let's face it, like on on Conor McGregor's current form, does he beat Charles Oliveira? I would say probably not. No, I, I don't see that there's really a case to be made for that. Like Dustin Poirier's bested him twice in a row now, and. Even the second fight, look, it wasn't looking close. Do you know what I mean? Poirier was still going to win that fight. And so Oliveira just beat Poirier. And I know that's not how MMA math works, but let's be fair, Conor McGregor is to, known in some circles as McTapper. Do you know what I mean? So having the guy with the most submission wins in the UFC history against McTapper, you get, he, like, he's, he's probably going to get the win. It's probably going to be you know, a pretty easy night at the office for Charles Oliveira on... McGregor's current form you know if he can problem with McGregor is I feel like you know, he's, what's he even doing it for anymore do you know what I mean he's already got all the money like he, uh, there, there, there's something because he used to be very good uh, again it's how the game kind of evolves and kind of, and to a certain extent it's like people have seen like what he brings and the problem is the power that he had at featherweight has that necessarily translated to the heavier weight classes you'd, you, you'd argue maybe it hasn't you know, so I don't know. I don't think that's a deep, good matchup for Conor McGregor, but like Charles Oliveira should be fully chasing that matchup because he will get paid exponentially. Anyway, uh, next on the news, Mr. Van Zant, Austin Van der Ford himself, is getting a title shot in Bellator. Fair play to him. You know, he, I was surprised when he beat Fabian Edwards, actually, Leon Edwards' brother. He did a really good job there. And Van der Ford is a really decent, he's, re, he's a very well rounded fighter. He's just very well-rounded. He doesn't really... He's not spectacular in any area, but he's not weak in any area either. And there's something to that. Like, honestly, like, I've seen people worse than him winning championships. So I'm quite interested to see it. Do I think he's going to beat Gegard Mousasi? Well, that depends which Gegard Mousasi turns up because Gegard Mousasi is one of the best fighters on the planet. Like, and, and he showed that in the UFC and he's shown it in Bellator. He's just very, very good. But he, he's obviously not, he's not getting younger. He's getting older at a certain point. You know, the younger guard starts to take over. Is Van der Ford the man to do it? We will find out. You know what? I might tune into that one because I quite, I quite, I quite like it. And uh, yeah, it's a decent matchup. So then we've got Kevin Lee who has signed with Eagle MMA because um, Bellator weren't interested. Bellator said they were not interested in signing Kevin Lee, which is fair enough. So it's, you know, it's giant who cares really, isn't it? I mean, oh, sorry, Kevin, but... It, it it was weird how he left, man. He's a weird guy. He's sitting there going about going on about how oh it's really disrespectful how the UFC cut me like that. And it's like no no, what is disrespectful is your win loss record over your last five fights. That is what is disrespectful, and that is why you were let go. Look, you know that. Am I saying that Kevin Lee can't like work his way back? Of course not. Like of course he can. He's a talented guy, but he does need to start you know winning fights again. Like, it's not rocket science, is it? It just needs, he needs to start figuring out what's going wrong up here so that he can start winning fights again. And 
you know what? It's, it's like good for him that at the end of the day, Eagle MMA, they're going to start doing their promotion with no ring girls. Can't wait for that because, yeah, ring girls are, are such a huge problem. Khabib, you fucking idiot. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, no, look, I get it. He has his opinions on it. That's fine. He can do his own promotion without ring girls. Uh, I'm sure lots of people in Russia will watch it. I mean, I might choose. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'll if I'll choose into it or not. If the if the biggest fighters they're going to be getting in is Kevin Lee, I'm sure they'll have some big Russian stars in there. Fedor is likely going to be fighting on there. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure, it'll be great fun. I'm sure. I'm sure, it'll be. Knowing Khabib and his personality, I'm sure it'll be a rip roaring good time. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Kevin Lee will do the usual thing of sort of literally signing with Eagle MMA, having one fight, and talk about how how much more money he's making than he was in the UFC, and the UFC is so crap. Oh, I look forward to reading it. <laughs> so uh, yeah. In, in better news, Rafael Fiziev, I call him Rafael because I'm so used to these Brazilians like leaving the, uh, turning R's into H's, but he is um, some kind of Rusky, I don't know, Eastern European, I can't remember, I do, I do apologise, it's a shame because I actually, I'm a big fan of uh, Rafael Fiziev, they call him Fiziev, I call him Fiziev, but however you want to, whatever you want to call him, the dude's a dangerous man. And he's called out, he's made a call out that I find interesting because obviously he called out Vince Vaughn as a joke, which was genius, by the way. Genius move, calling out Vince Vaughn. Love it. Great move from Raphael Fiziev. He's just, he's just, he's got it all, man. He, know, he, knows, he knows what he's doing. And then he's also called out Tony Ferguson. He wants to fight Tony Ferguson. I like that a lot. I like that fight a lot. Look, at the end of the day, Tony Ferguson, he, he's still going to be a name. He's still a draw, right? So they could make a good fight out of that. And look, at the end of the day, Fiziev needs a, needs a big name opponent because he needs to start working his way up. Because, look, he, he is a Brit like that. The, the sky is the limit for Rafael Fiziev. Like, honestly, like he is so, so good. It would be interesting to see if Tony Ferguson could get the fight down to the ground. And Tony Ferguson's unorthodox... So he's got some unorthodox striking, so maybe that would present some problems for Fiziev because he's such a crisp, technical... Like, I don't want to say by the numbers because that doesn't sound complimentary, but he's just so good. He's so dialed in. But sometimes those unorthodox guys, where you can't read their timing, I think Dominic Cruz actually, because um, who who also was successful at the weekend. Congratulations, Mr. Cruz. He looked really good. Um, the footwork of Dominic Cruz makes it hard to get a read on him, and that's why people struggle with Dominic Cruz. It could be a similar thing with Tony Ferguson. It could be difficult to get a read on him because even like Gaethje didn't have it all his own way when they fought. People forget that uppercut at the end of what was it, round number three or something like two or three, and uh, Tony caught him with that uppercut and. If that had been like if that had 30 seconds left on the clock, could have been a different story. Could have been Tony Ferguson could be the champion right now. Think about that. Imagine. Imagine if that one uppercut had landed like with a minute left on the clock and Tony Ferguson just goes in there, takes it back, chokes him out. Where would Tony Ferguson be now? Let me know in the comments. I'd love I'd I'd love to know. Um but yeah, I don't no, look, Tony Ferguson is really good, but uh, like I rate Raphael Fiziev. I think that Raphael Fiziev will murder Tony Ferguson on the feet. It's a question, could Tony Ferguson possibly get him down to the ground? And what is Fiziev's ground game like? I doubt it's on the level of Tony Ferguson, but it's uh, it would be a fun fight. That would be a really good one to watch. And I, I, I really do hope that they make it. So... 
Yeah, and uh, now we've got some trolls of the week. So the first one is Conor McGregor uh, talking to Islam Makhachev. It's not a particularly good one, this. It's just like uh, Makhachev... Basically, because you know, uh, Conor McGregor, as I mentioned earlier, he, he tweeted out to Charles Oliveira and said, uh, so when am I fighting Oliveira? And um, yeah, Makachev, with some clever stuff, came back and said, your fight is on February 30th. It, it, that, that's is, that's um, Ali Abdulaziz, isn't it? He controls all these guys' Twitter accounts because Makachev's not typing that. No, no, no chance. Makachev doesn't look at Twitter. What are you talking about? That's crazy. You know, he's too busy... Just, you know, wrestling polar bears in, I don't know, ice rinks or whatever they, those, however those guys get so good, that's what he's doing. You know what I mean? That wasn't even a steroid joke. I mean, it could be, but I mean, yeah, either way. And then, yeah, so he came back, oh, your fight is on February 30th. Obviously, there is no February 30th. Clever stuff. Very good. And uh, McGregor came back with the very clever, you're a nobody, inbred. Very, very good. Clever stuff. Clever stuff from both guys. Losing respect for both of them pretty quickly in that exchange, if I'm totally honest. And uh, this one, there's also one here that I don't really agree with. I'll, I'll, I'll do this one and then I'll finish on the one that I think is actually funny and actually at. But this one is like Charles Oliveira returning home after USC 269. And it says, welcome home cheater on the bedsheet. Clearly someone's been caught cheating. And when they come back, this got welcome home cheater on a bedsheet hung up outside the house. But I don't understand what, like, people say, oh, but, you know, because he hooked the glove. It's like, so fucking what? Dustin Poirier knocked him down, like, twice after that. It had little to no impact on the fight whatsoever and it's the referee's job to call that shit as well and look it didn't make any difference to the fact that Charles Oliveira jumped onto his back in like the next round and then just choked him out do you know what I mean it like people can't say oh people people are clutching at straws if they think that that one glove hook was the reason that Dustin Poirier lost that fight you are out of your fucking mind if you think that let me know in the comments. <laughs> you know, I, I welcome the spirited debate because look, Dustin Poirier lost that fight because Charles Oliveira was the better man on the day. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have to get the FIA to change the rules last second and uh, award him. I'm kidding. That was a little Formula One jab. I was really, yeah, that was uh, the FIA. But anyway, I won't go into that. That's not, that's not what we're about on this particular video. So anyway, I don't agree with the welcome home cheater uh, meme. Cause I, don't, I mean, it would be funny if he'd really kind of like egregiously cheated, but he fucking didn't. Come on, man. Jesus Christ. He hooked a glove. He hooked a glove like early on in the fight and it had and, and it had little to no bearing on the outcome. So, yeah, no, uh, I don't like that one. But this one I do really like because some of, like he was brutal from top. Like Charles Oliveira's top game was absolutely crushing. It was horrible to watch because he's just constantly putting his hand over Dustin's mouth, like dropping elbows. And it, it looks like a horrible place to be. But they've taken this screenshot of Charles Oliveira with both of his hands over Boyer's mouth. It just says 16 year old me at my girlfriend's house. Shh. Your mom might hear us. And it's like, you know what? It kind of does look like that. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. It's, it does look a bit fucking creepy what he's doing now. I I, it's funny. But yeah, it was crushing. That top game was absolutely crushing. That's what she said. And uh, yeah, on that 
terrible joke, that little piece of low-hanging fruit. I am going to leave it here for today. We have actually got a real... Like, Derek Lewis is fighting uh, this week, so I'm going to be doing a breakdown of a few of the fights on that card. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if there's if there's a few fights worth... I mean, Derek Lewis against Carl Dukakis, it, that's going to be worth watching. Um, you know, it, hot take... That's going to be a fun fight. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it, that's got fun written all over it. So, do you know, I, w- I wouldn't even have to put money down to enjoy that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I'm a moron. But yeah, either way, until Friday, keep those odds long and those bets terrible, and I will see you next time.